The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Empowering Your Soul with Lisa Willette. If you're ready to make personal changes in your life and the lives of those around you, get ready for an hour of encouragement, enlightened guests, and engaging stories. Now, here is your host, Lisa Ouellette. Hello, and welcome to Empowering Your Soul. I'm your host, Lisa Ouellette, and I'm very excited to have as a guest today the extremely gifted, world-renowned animal communicator, Sonia Fitzpatrick. Sonia has written three books on animal communication and behavior, The Pet Psychic, What Animals Tell Me, Cat Talk, The Secrets of Communicating with Your Cat, and the most recent book, There Are No Sad Dogs in Heaven, which we'll talk about during the show. She's also the host of Animal Intuition, a popular call-in radio show on Sirius XM. She's a regular columnist for a popular pet website, alettertomydog.com. You might also remember her TV shows a few years back, The Pet Psychic and The Pet Psychic Pet Psychic Encounters on Animal Planet, and I believe she has a new series coming up called Celebrity Pet Psychic, and that sounds so interesting. I'd love for her to share more information about that with us, and now I'd love to introduce you and welcome you to my show. Welcome, Sonia. Thank you, Lisa. What a pleasure it is to be on your show. Oh, I'm so excited. to enlightened listeners. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me. This is a topic that fascinates me, and I'm sure so many others as well. I have so many questions for you. I'm not sure we're going to have enough time for them all, but (laughs) we're going to try to get to them. Um, So I guess we'll first start with if you would like to tell us a little bit about the new show that you have coming up called Celebrity Pet Psychic. Yeah, I can't say too much about that now. It's out there, and um, it's it's about it's literally uh, talking to celebrities, animals, and then talking back to me, of course. But there's um, at the moment, I just can't talk too much about it. That makes sense to you, I'm sure. Oh, sure. No, absolutely. I completely understand that. How about if you um, tell us a little bit about how you how your gift started? Yes, I will. I was born, Lisa, with a severe hearing loss, and I couldn't hear people speaking, but I could always hear the animals, and um, I didn't speak verbally until I was five years old, so the animals taught me their language, literally taught me their language. And when, as a little girl, I thought everyone could do it, but very soon I found out that people couldn't do that. And I was extremely, I was born extremely you know, with one foot in the spiritual realm and one foot in the physical world because I see spirit and I used to see spirit then. That's fascinating. That's really, really, that's interesting. And so you learned to just communicate with the animals on the farm that you lived on, is that correct? Yes. Well, my father was a shopkeeper and we lived in the village, but my uncle had a farm too. So it was really like in England, I lived in a small village and my father was the village grocer. And my uncle had a farm in the village, so I used to spend time, a lot of time with the animals at the farm, a lot of time. And they used to talk to me, and I would talk back to them. That's fascinating. That really interests me. I understand after reading your book, too, that Emily, your granddaughter, shares your gifts. Is that She does, darling, very much so. Um, She she, she is... uh, 
very, very um, in tune with animals, a great love of animals, a great animal activist. She's only, only 12 years old and into the environmental things like trees and has great feeling for trees and plants and, and the whole, you know, she's just, She's absolutely, she's like me in so many ways because people say she's a spitting image of you. <laughs> and we have a tremendously close relationship. And I think this goes back because um, I know for a fact that she was my grandmother um, when I was a child and I, she'd been reincarnated. Oh, that's, and when that's... I was a little girl, she helped me so much with my ability to talk to animals and how to handle things with, um, with the spirit world. She was a great help to me. And when she was born, I had this tremendous, it's like a tremendous feeling and awareness. You know, we, many people don't, they, they don't trust their imagination and they will say, oh, you know, it's only the imagination, but the imagination is vision. And when I'm actually talking to animals, I'm using my imagination all the time. And if right. we didn't use our imagination, we're always creating with it. We're always seeing things with it. You know, it's a great gift we have. So many people think, oh, imagination isn't real, but of course it is. So, you know, that is, that is how I speak to animals, with feeling and sensing. And, and he, I hear telepathically, and I, but I hear their words in my, in my head. And I see visions, and when I'm talking to animals, it happens so fast. I get a feeling, and a feeling of emotions. I use my emotional body. And also, you get images. And people often think when you're seeing things with animals, you're going to see with the physical eye. So they're expecting to see everything very solid. Exactly. It's not like right. that. If I was to say, can you tell me where the Statue of Liberty is, you have an image, don't you, in, in your mind. That's how spirit works. It's images. It's, you do not see with the physical eye. And it's also feelings, emotions, and senses. So you have to trust that. When I'm talking to animals, it all happens so quickly. It starts right. and it boom, boom, boom. <laughs> No, oh, that's that's great. I mean, and I'm I'm I have psychic ability as well too. That's what I do, and that's yes, the same I know thing. You for, do, Lisa. Yeah, well, I that's it. I'm saying it's the same thing. It's like when you're reading people, but I didn't know if it was the same for animals. So that's good to know. So, yes, darling, it is because when you people will often say to me, I almost know what my animal is thinking and feeling, and they are. And right. trust your imagination and trust your feelings. You know right. because. You use with you, your emotional body the whole all of the time when you're talking to animals. Right. Always. Well, I re I recently read your latest book while I was experiencing the demise of my own beloved cat. Um, my my pet. My pet, my cat Cece, crossed over right as I was reading your book. I was I hadn't read your latest uh. book prior to the show, and I actually. Your story about Ellie's crossing your dog was heartbreaking for me, and I honestly had to put the book aside while I was grieving. But you really touched my heart with that story, and there were so many others in that in that book that just touched me so much. But at the time, I was just so emotional. I'm like, I have to read yes. this at a later date. <laughs> Lisa, you know, whenever we lose an animal, people grieve more over their animals dying than they do on often relatives because you have that special relationship with them. And right. it's so different. They just love us unconditionally. And oh, they are, if, if, if the world was like dogs, they would, there would never be any wars because they love us unconditionally. They love, they're loyal, they're faithful, they forgive, and they're always there for us, and they're always pleased. 
And, you know, they have a healing quality, of course, as you know. And if the world was like that, I often say that animals, animals communicate on a higher level of consciousness. And, you know, that, uh, you know, we would live in peace and love right. and joy. Well, I know people that love their, <laughs> I know a lot of people that love their animals more than they love their human beings or they treat their pets yes. like they're, you know, like children. So absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, an animal will say to me, oh, my mom loves me more than she loves my dad. And she'll say, that's right, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's and funny. they're also different. They all have different personalities, and you could, I can always tell when I do a reading for someone that what the people are like, if they're interesting or they're funny, because the animal takes on a lot of our our, person, our personality too. And when they're living with us, they they have a good sense of humor. People have a good sense of humor, and they're funny. They're funny when they talk. They all they all come up with all different sorts of things. Some of them gossip, some of them don't. It just depends, you know. And when did your cat, Lisa, have trouble with its abdomen area? Um, he passed, he passed from a tumor in his, stum- uh, in his spleen. So he, um, you know, I guess it's been going on for, it had been going on for a little while. Yes, but a lot yeah. of love there. And you've been with him in many past lives as well as this one. And right. when did you have a move with him? Um, we moved probably about, it'll be two years in August. Yes. And he said that it was a good move for you. He's here, darling. He's talking to me. And that's what people must understand that when their animal crosses over, it's just a physical body that dies and the energy body gets out and it's around us and with us. So do keep talking to them. Oh, he said it was a good move and the house was completely different. He said the floors. Oh, he loved it. It's so funny because we lived on the second floor of an apartment and now we live in a house and it has it has screen doors where he can he the first the first day he got here I opened up the screen doors and he was like, you know, on floor level, the sliding glass doors and he was just breathing in the fresh air. He absolutely did love it. So I oh, thank you. It. Thank you for and that he was, confirmation. He was affectionate and he was stubborn, he's telling me. <laughs> He's not as stubborn as his brother, who's still here. But yeah, <laughs> he, he yeah, had his moments. <laughs> stubborn, and he and and his brother said yes, and he was a bit bossy sometimes too. <laughs> well, it's real. It's really sweet because as he was as he was crossing over, as he was passing, you know, they I believe the the pets have a telepathic bond too because Midnight is my other cat and. Towards the end, CC wasn't able to clean himself, or he wasn't able okay. to eat, or you know, he was just kind of okay. lethargic. And okay. the other cat would jump up on the couch, and he would clean him, and he would lick him, and you know, take care of him. And he, yes. I think, he sensed that you know he was it was his time. So, yeah, well, well, they do, don't they? They know, they know, yeah. but they grieve also, Lisa, just like we do, and they grieve with us. Right. You know, they or they they miss that physical body so much, and you you probably you. If you're psychic, you probably very well. You are aware of the spiritual yep. realm. Absolutely. But still, I still grieve just like everyone else. Even though I can see them in the spiritual realm, it's never the same as when they're in their physical bodies and they're with us. And we, you know, everything we miss—their little sounds, their meows, or their barks, and all their little idiosyncrasies. Right. But the lovely thing is, many, many reincarnate back to us. Oh, that's when, what, you know, it's happens. funny too. I was, I was wondering that myself, if they actually do come back in a, in a different, um, in a different body, you know, or, or yeah. re- come back in a different lifetime. 
And sometimes what they also do, Lisa, is because they're just energy, they will sometimes go into, you know, the existing animals, one of them they'll choose, and the, the cat or the dog will allow them to take over their body. And you'll see certain characteristics of that dog or cat that's passed over in, in one of your animals that you already have. Oh, wow. That's wonderful because you, many people see that, you know, and they'll just go, because they're energy, they can just go in and out of the physical body. But the physical body for them is very heavy, and it takes a little while for them to adjust back to the frequencies in the physical body. It doesn't happen that quickly. They have to adjust to the heavy physical body because when we're energy, we can just move so fast. True. And, um, but you, often people will see characteristics. You may get another animal and you may find it'll go into that because we've all been, animal lovers have all been animals in, in different past lifetimes. And see, I wasn't sure about that. I, I, so that's, that's accurate, huh? I, I didn't yes. know that. Yes, I wrote one of the stories in the book. In, okay. in, you know, there's no sad dogs in heaven about a couple whose father said to them, I'm going to come back to you as your dog. Right. And when they called me and I had the appointment with them, I, to- I said, I know this may strange, sound strange to you, but your father has reincarnated in your dog. And they started laughing. They said, we know, we know that. And, um, you know, so you can come back in human forms or animal forms. And we've been, all of us, in many different species. People think because they're human, they're a little bit more superior. And they couldn't possibly, if that couldn't possibly happen. But believe you me, the animals are much more superior than many human beings. Well, that, that was, way of that, I, I hadn't realized that. And I did read it in your book. And it was def- definitely eye-opening for me because I did not realize that. The reincarnation aspect I knew, but I didn't know that they could come back in a human, you know, reincarnate from a human to a, an animal or, or vice versa. So yes. thank you. Yes, they definitely can. And they do. And we, often when we're over the other side, when we, we go out of our body, sometimes we're all working out calm, as I believe, while we're here on the earth plane. I believe right. we're all working out karmic things and, and, and the most important thing we're here to learn. And to learn, I don't ever think that we make mistakes. I think they're experiences. And if we gain sure. from them by learning, that's the most important thing. Some people don't learn. They just keep going through the same old thing all the time and they don't change. But there are other people that once they have experiences, they learn so much from those experiences. And that's so great. in that case, you've gained something whilst you've been here. Because a lifetime is a short time. It seems a long time sometimes. But well, as you get older, it seems shorter, Lisa. Right. And the time in, on spirit side and, you know, the, the time difference is not not quite the same in the astral realm or the That's spirit right. world as us, yeah. That's right. Um, Sonia, would you be able to tell us? I know you have a lot of animals, if I understand correctly, I right? Do. You have a lot of pets. Would you like to tell yes, us what you have? I do. Yeah, I have. Um, I have uh, all rescue. All my animals are rescue. I've got Understood. four on my bed right now. Four dogs on my bed right now. While I'm talking to you, and um, they're all rescue. They're all wonderful. You know, wonderful, wonderful spiritual beings, each and every one of them. And I have, oh gosh, I I, I lose count sometimes. I have like 11 cats now 
and they're all rescue. I've just been rescuing another one that was left and gradually coming into my garage, and my car never sits in my garage. My garage, for the feral cats who are too afraid to come into the house with the other cats, they live out there, and they have heated pads in the winter and heater. They have an air conditioner in the summer. I open the garage door, and I live near a, a reserve, and they play all morning, and then I call them, they come in, and I put the door down. And then I, I put on the air conditioning. So it's a perfect haven for, for them. They're and not spoiled I, or anything, are they? I never turn an animal away, Lisa, because they've taught me everything I know. Right. Absolutely everything. And they I, don't... I just love them so much. You know, oh. tremendous love for them. Absolutely. And, and they don't sound spoiled at all, Sonia. <laughs> no. <laughs> Any more than yours was, darling. No, I know. Well, that's the thing. You know, the world more. needs more humane people and more more people that have compassion, good-hearted people to be caring animal lovers. I mean, my understanding, well, my belief is why have pets if you aren't going to take good care of them? I mean, they truly become that's members true. of our family. That's right. And, um, and they are, you know, members of our family. And there are equally as many wonderful unsung heroes out there that that. That many people are cruel to animals, but there are equally as many that help animals and dedicate their lives to helping animals. And often people will wonder, oh, I wonder what I'm doing here or what my purpose in life is. is. Well, if you're rescuing animals and you're working with animals, that's your purpose in life. That's what you're here for. Absolutely. You're in your latest book that you that um, you just wrote the the um, sorry the <laughs> no sad dogs in heaven. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, that, that Jeff and Emily story about rescuing the Ridgeback was especially rewarding and so empowering to read. I, I, I truly love the line where you wrote, while they certainly knew that legally they had kidnapped the second dog, Jeff and Emily always looked upon what they'd done as performing a rescue. And, you know, after reading that story, I certainly saw it that way. Read, you know, the world definitely needed more compassionate, good, good-hearted people. I mean, they were definitely willing to take on the responsibility of an animal that you know, was being neglected or abused yes. or whatever. I, I, and, and Lisa, there's so many people out there that do that. I know. You know they, they, they do it. And if they, you know, I always say, if you see an animal in need, please help it whatever way you can. You Absolutely. know, because, uh, you know, don't go by the rules. Because I remember the lady that was helping me write the book. She said, that's terrible. That's stealing. And I said to her, well, I have to tell you, I've done that more than once. When an animal's been tied up or neglected, sure. I've done that. I have friends that do it too. I, I've never run into the circumstance myself, but I know people that have done it as well, and they yeah. don't have any qualms about it because they're no, they're don't. performing I a don't. service. So, and and you know, I cannot bear cruelty to animals in of any kind. And oh, when you tie a dog up, and sometimes people, you know, just leave their dogs out in their yards. Dogs are companion animals. They get lonely, and also, you know, if the weather's hot. Um, it's very hard because they can get sunburnt animals and Absolutely. hot and overheated. And when it's cold, they can be very, very cold. You know, there are different areas where people just do not take their dogs inside. Absolutely. Um, Sonia, we're going to stop right here just for a second, and we're going to take a short commercial break. But I want everybody to stay tuned, though, because when we come back, we're going to get to some questions that people wrote in. And yes. um, pr- prior to the show, they sent me some questions for her to answer. And then she's shown, I'm sorry, Sonia is going to share with us some more about communicating with the animals when we return. So stay tuned. <laughs>
the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Lisa Willette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit lisawillette.com today. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to lisawillette at comcast.net. That's lisawillette at comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Welcome back to Empowering Your Soul. If you're just tuning in now, I'm your host, Lisa Ouellette. I'd like to remind you that if you want to listen to the show again or share it with your friends, it will be available in a few hours for rebroadcast directly on my Voice America homepage or my website, which is www.lisawillette.com and on iTunes as a podcast, as well as links on my Facebook page and my Twitter page. And I believe that Sonia will have it on her Facebook page later today as well. Today, my guest is pet psychic Sonia Fitzpatrick. And we were just talking about how people treat animals better and how the world needs better people to handle and care for, love our animals. And um, prior to the break, now we're going to come back and get, get to some of the questions that you wrote in for Sonia. So welcome back again, Sonia. Thank you. Thank you. And my website, Lisa, is www.sonyafitzpatrick.com. Perfect. Yep. And I was going to tell people that they could reach you there and also that you do private readings. Is that correct? I do. I do. Okay. Excellent. So if somebody wants to reach you for that, they'll know how to get you. They can call you. They will. And and there's so many things on there about um, that. You know, information, for instance, about vaccinations and how we're over-vaccinating. And by law, you have to have the rabies. And there's an interview with Dr. Martin, Marty Goldstein in New oh. York. They can plug onto that. So there's a lot of information on, that, on my website. Right. It's very informative, definitely. Now, besides the private readings that you do, do you, I know you do lectures and seminars. Do you teach others about your gifts? Do you? Yes, I do. I I have workshops. In fact, I have a workshop coming up in Houston, I think in September. And I do, by the time people leave, um, I teach them how to to communicate with animals, and the most important thing is receiving the animal's language because people are doing it without realizing anyway. But right. it's receiving the language that they find hard. And you know, Lisa, I haven't had one person leave my seminars without being able to get some of the things from their own animals um, and hear them talking to them. Oh, wow. It makes me very joyful. Oh, my it God. It's really joyful. It's absolutely and, empowering. I mean, that's, what, that's why we do this job, really, is to help other people yes. to empower themselves, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. And to be able to know that they're talking to their animals without realizing that they're doing it. And the most important thing is when you are talking to your animals to always get the emotion right with whatever you're saying. 
you know, if you've got a problem with your animal or the cat's peeing, there's always a reason why the cat does that. If it's been using its litter box for so long and then suddenly it doesn't go in the litter box. So, you know, ask your cat while you're, while you're doing this, uh, why it's doing this and, and meditate down to start with and make sure there's no noise going on. And then just ask the question telepathically in your head and then see what you get back in the way of images it's very subtle the language it's not going to hit you and knock you down it's so subtle and see what gently comes to you and be very aware of your physical of your emotional body because the emotions come first and so you know we can we all animal lovers are doing it all animal lovers right whether they realize it or not right yes Yes. So does it make a difference? <coughs> Excuse me. Does it make a difference then if you have, I mean, okay, let me rephrase that. You don't have to be face to face with the animal then. It, you can do oh, it. Darling, you can- I read animals all over the world. I have clients all over the world. China, right. I've had them because my books went, um, you know, sort right. of worldwide. And right. I'll have interpreters that will interpret them. So, you know, once you get its works through like, for instance, I get a link with the human companion, and then the animal starts to talk with me. But it's a magnetic field link. The magnetic field runs through the universe. And that's what the birds use to fly from Africa to England. They get on one of those magnetic fields, and they fly all the way. It directs them. So right. the magnetic fields, the animals know how to use them. Uh, humans don't see them. I can see them. I was born seeing magnetic fields. And when I talk to someone, I'm picking up a direct telephone line with them once I get their energy. And then it starts. Then I've got the energy of the animal and and a magnetic field to the animal. And then it boom, 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 boom. It it, it happens so quickly. They use the magnetic field. So you all have a direct link to your animal. If you go on vacation, you've got a direct telephone line to them. And most people have their picture of their animals on their telephone. So when they look at the animal, the animal it reaches the animal instantly like that. It's so fast. Well, I know that they're thinking about them. I wondered if it made a difference if you had to look in the eyes. Like, does that, you, you can do it telepathically, I'm sure, but does looking into the eyes make a difference? Does it impact the reading at all? No, darling, it doesn't. I find okay. doing it on the telephone is the easiest way. Oh, but I mean, with a picture of the, if you had a picture in front of you from a phone, it does, you don't have to be looking the animal in the eye is what I was no, curious darling, about. No, you don't. You, you, okay. they, your thoughts and feelings are going out. They're transmitting okay. out. That's what they feel. The love from you because everybody loves their animals. And oh, I find gosh. that if you are away from them, you know, if you're working or you have to work and travel, you could, you're, the first thing you do, they feel, your, they feel that love from you. And right. you can talk to them. So you're talking to them. And you can do it even if you haven't got a picture because you visualize them in your mind. Okay. That, so everybody out there, take this advice. It's really good advice. Try yeah, it. So Try it at home. <laughs> animals. And if they want to tell their animals, Lisa, when they're coming back, you visualize nighttime and then you go through the day like the routine you would have with your animal during the day. And nighttime again. So about four days before you come home or five, Start doing that, and then you drop down to four, then three days, then two days, then one day, and they know exactly when you're coming home. Perfect. I'm going to try that. After I read your book, How to Talk to the Cats, um, yes. I <laughs> I had a hard time. My cats are stubborn, so uh, they they weren't really they weren't really up for it. But I'm going to practice this again. Um, I, yeah, I'm going to try this again. Uh, Lisa, you know, don't um, think that they're not up for it. They're probably a bit surprised. <laughs> 
Okay. But you 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 will get something if you keep doing that and okay. you're quiet. Pay attention to your feelings and emotions and you're psychic anyway, so you're going to get it quickly. But right. as I said, it's a very subtle, subtle language. It's not going to knock you over. You just very gently feel and sense it. Okay. I'm going to definitely try that. I want to make sure we have time to get to some of the questions. I have so much to talk about with you. And gosh, I feel like we're not going to have enough time. Um, The first question comes from Marianne in Manchester, New Hampshire. She's asking about missing pets. She has a dog, Stanley, that went missing several months ago when he ran into the woods to chase a deer while she was visiting friends out of state. And she wants to know if missing pets can communicate with you about their whereabouts. Can they let you know where they are or if they're okay? Yes, um, often what missing animals is work that I do, and um, I usually manage to track the animals to the location they are, and they'll give me pictures, images, and I have an idea of which way they've gone, and, and people can know exactly where because they're living in the area where the pet got, got, has got lost. So okay. if I can track the area, then I start to tune in. But, um, you know, and they're talking to me the whole time that I'm doing right. this. They're telling me. Where they, which way they went, whether they went to the left or the right, and the images they saw, there'd be a church or an older home, and I don't only see it, I smell it too. Okay. So, and I feel when they walked on a busy road, I hear the traffic, they will send that to me, and I feel like I always become the animal. I become a dog if it's a lost dog. I feel like when it goes to a hard surface, which is a road very often, I feel the surface change under my hands because I am the dog, and I use my, my arms and my front legs and my legs, uh, my legs and my back legs. So I feel and I smell the scent of the um, gas on the road. Okay. So yes, they can. They can talk to them and you can track them. But I say if you've got an animal missing, it's important that you get flyers up immediately and yeah. don't just flyer in the immediate area and put a big number at the top of them. Like your telephone number has to be big and the picture of the animal underneath lost. I, the, the telephone number, and then put them on every subdivision coming in and out. And yeah. don't think they have gone a short way because sometimes animals go a long way. Right. And I happen to know this person that wrote this question in. She knew I was doing the show with you. Um, and so I know for a fact that she's done all of that. My 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 question to follow up with that would be, even though it's been three months, would you st- if she were to call you for a reading or, or such, would you still be able to, because it's not a recent Doesn't dog that went how missing? how time it takes, because even if they're not still alive in their physical body, they're still alive in their spiritual body. Okay. So they'll come through from the spirit world, and they'll tell me exactly what happened. Okay, so I'll suggest that to her then. All right, good to know. Once um, I get the link with that, it, it's heartbreaking. It's the worst thing that can ever happen um, to any animal lovers. And I say always get the tag. The tag is the most important thing with your telephone number on. Right. Microchipped is no good because they take them to the vet. The vet isn't going to look at the microchip if it thinks the animal belongs to them. And some people get very fond of that animal and don't want to let it go. Right. I think that might be what happened in this case. Such a lovable dog that, you know, anybody would want it. Yes, that's right. Okay. Um, And you may have already answered this other question from Lorelai from Memphis, Tennessee. She wrote in, do our pets that have crossed over come back in the same lifetime in another body to be with us again? And I think you touched base on that question earlier. Absolutely. That's why I wrote the book. So many people had so many questions about, is it time to let my animal go? Where does it go? Does it reincarnate? And so, yes, definitely. Does. So let me let me ask you this: When our pets cross over, do the do our other pets on the other side greet them? 
Oh, yes. All the souls go to the same place, Lisa. Okay. And life goes on on the other side. And also, you know, they will watch before they're coming here. I mean, often when an animal, you know, crosses over, it's very just peace, love, and joy over there when the soul goes over the other side. And, um, you know, they will watch us from the other side, but they're around us and with us. So continue to talk to your animals when they cross over because they come out of the physical body and they're just, you know, sort of, um, you know, thought away because that the energy moves so quickly and they'll hang around even after you've taken them to the vets. Um, people are very um, sort of distressed. Of course they are. And they go home and they don't realize that the animal is there with them in a different way. And the animals always think it's so funny when they put, carry, uh, you know, them in a box. They keep the ashes. The animal finds that so amusing, the fact that they're with the people. And often animals love it because they can go to the supermarket, they can go to restaurants, they can go everywhere with their human companion. And they love that because they can go anywhere that their human companion goes, even on vacations. Absolutely. <laughs> Excuse me. Absolutely. Um, and the last question that came in, whoops, sorry, was from Ralph from Wichita, Kansas. And he wanted to know if you had any, if you did any work with the ASPCA or any other um, humane society. Or, oh, yes, or... I do. I do. Okay. I, um, I help a lot of animals. I, I help with a lot of um, people that have animals that can't afford to do and to feed them. So I often provide food. I do as much as I can. In fact, my, my accountant tells me off every year, you know, because <laughs> I, <laughs> and says, why are you doing all this work? You know, why, why do you do this? And I said, because I do everything I can to help animals. And not only do I talk to them, but I need to help them in other ways too. Right. And there's only so much I can do, but I definitely do. You know, I definitely help animals in every way I can. I mean, I've got animals, but there are people out there that are running animal sanctuaries that can hardly make it every month. And, you know, there's apart from the SPCA. And unfortunately, they have to put so many animals down the SPCA. I mean, I adopt from there because I know that, you know, they have like, sometimes they have 500 a day. I know. So what can they do but put the animal down? And I always try and get people to go there to adopt animals because yep. that is the place to save one from death row. So, yes, I'll, every way, everything that I can do, I do to help animals. Apart right. from, you know, sort of um, with my business, um, you know, I employ a lot of people of someone book, to put my bookings, my PR lady, um, you know, and then I have an assistant. So, you know, it's expensive to run my business too. Right. Right. All of my animals have always been rescued, too. I find that to be just, you know, there's not, sometimes there's not a lot we can do to help, but every little bit, you know, every little bit counts. Every little bit helps. I say that to people. If you've got a shelter near you, take towels, take cleaning products, do take old beds, old toys, blankets. They need all of these things to help, you know, with um, with the animals. At, at the grocery store, a lot of times when I'm leaving the grocery store, I'll buy an extra bag of cat food and drop it in. That's they have right. that at our local Whatever, grocery store. They have yeah, a place and, that you can drop food. And don't throw any towels away because towels are valuable to them. You know, I, I collect all my towels. I drop them off at my local animal shelter. 
Oh, I hadn't thought of that. That's a good idea. I want to take them all home. I mean, I've even got a rescue horse that I pulled off the slaughter truck. And he is at a friend's ranch now, and he's he's really happy. But I wanted to take them all. You know, know, whatever you do, one person can make such a difference in an animal's life. I, it's so true. So um, I know that our time is coming up here. If you could tell anybody, if you could talk to people and tell them, what do you think is the most empowering thing that they can do? I mean, I know because the way you talk to animals, it, it to me that's such a gift and it's so empowering. How how can how can people empower themselves by by doing this? I mean, just... Well, you know, you're all talking to animals, and, and I would say if you want to hear from them, and people do, like I said earlier, Lisa, people say, I almost know what my animal is thinking and feeling. You know, really, they're so subtle. If you get a change in emotions and you sit down and you, 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 your energy body, your emotional body will tell you everything. Right. And, um, and you pick it up. If you get an emotion, a feeling, ask your animal a question, but make sure you're quiet and you're, you must meditate to clear your mind because, okay. you know, everyone is so busy. And when you're first animal communicating, um, I have to meditate before, I, like, for instance, before I came on your show, I meditate. And before I do my I own well. um, show, I meditate. And right. before I do my clients, I meditate. Right. And so, you know, but, but you, you're all, remember, you're all doing it. You're all actually talking to your animal. So to receive back, don't dismiss feelings and emotions because that comes in. Don't dismiss it as imagination. Imagination is vision, so trust it. That's perfect. You know, it's funny, too, because right before, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, um, right before, well, I shouldn't say right before, maybe about six months before, my cats have totally different personalities. I had two different, they're from the same litter. They're brothers from the same mm-hmm. litter. They look mm-hmm. completely different. One's ginger colored and one's black, but, and totally different personalities. And Midnight has always been the one to sleep on my bed. And about six months ago, their behavior completely changed around, which I'm probably realizing now is when Cece started to get sick. And yes. he started to be the one to sleep on my bed and he started to be the more affectionate of the two because the other one used to be so it's funny that their personalities switched yeah. around like that does you do and, find and that happen sometimes if an animal passes over the dynamics change between the other cats oh right but i mean th- i only had those two and they were both still alive have have you yes. seen that happen sometimes as well yes very much so uh, you yeah. know when um uh, when uh, you have a number of cats and one of them passes over uh, the dynamics change, things change. And sometimes cats will change their mind. People worry if they've been in, living, sleeping on their bed for three years and then suddenly they stop. Yeah. And they're sleeping somewhere else and they get really worried. But this is the way cats are. Okay, they, they, that's good they, to know. <laughs> they think, oh, let's go somewhere else. I'll have a bit of a change. So don't worry about that because, okay. you know, I always feel you have to let your, you know, don't be upset about it. Don't let that hurt your feeling. It doesn't mean that the cat doesn't love you. It does, you know, but they just want to try different things sometimes, just like we do. Right. Well, that makes sense. That completely, completely makes sense. Um Excuse me. So I know that you had a prior commitment today and you were... I do, darling. I do. Yeah. And you weren't going to be able to stay for the last segment of my show, but I wanted to... I know we have to go to a commercial break in just a moment. I wanted to take this time and just thank you so much for being on the show today. And if anybody wants to reach Sonia, it's www.soniafitzpatrick.com. And she, like she said, she has lots of information available on her website and very informative. And again, thank you so much for being on the show. 
show today. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and um, I will come back, and I will we'll be talking about the Rainbow Bridge a little bit on the return. So thank you so much. We'll, we'll be back shortly. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Lisa Ouellette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit lisawillette.com today. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to lisawillette at comcast.net. That's lisawillette at comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Welcome back to Empowering Your Soul. I'm your host, Lisa Willette. Again, if you're just tuning in, we had with us today Sonia Fitzpatrick, the animal communicator, pet psychic. She was able to give us so much information, things I didn't know. Um, I'm going to try a couple of the tactics and and advice that she gave about talking to my cats. Um, she had to leave, unfortunately. She had a prior commitment, but was able to give us that time that she did, and I'm very grateful. I wanted to talk to you for the remainder of the show about, um, as you probably heard earlier, my cat Cece passed away while I was doing research for the show, while I was reading her books. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about that because I, I believe I made a connection. As I crossed him over, He, cro- I crossed him over to the Rainbow Bridge when when it was his time. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the Rainbow Bridge as well. But the story of how he passed, he hadn't been feeling well. And again, like I said, and and she picked this up, he had a tumor in his spleen. And um, I believe it was probably there for a good six months, but I didn't realize it. When I did take him to the vet and they realized what it was, um, since he was he was getting up there in age. He was about 14 and I didn't want to traumatize him. He, um, I decided to, I opted not to do surgery because intuitively uh, being psychic, I, I felt like it had spread to other parts of his body and I didn't want to do exploratory surgery at his age. So I chose being a Reiki master as well. I chose to take him home and give him Reiki on a daily basis and help heal him that way and try to maybe shrink the tumor or just put him at ease and keep him in peace. So that's what I did excuse me, until, until it wasn't possible. My, my belief was that I would keep him as calm and, and peaceful as I could until it became 
un- impossible to do so. So on Father's Day weekend, I happened to notice that his behavior had changed a lot and um, his his things were deteriorating for him. He wasn't doing so well. He had pretty much stopped eating. His breathing was labored. I believe the um, tumor had grown so big that it was affecting how he took his breaths. And that was really, it was traumatic to watch. Um, I had to make a lot of decisions that weekend about what I was going to do. And we had a family gathering going on for Father's Day. I was really torn about leaving him for the day, even just for a little while. So I talked to my deceased grandmother. I communicated with her and she came through for me and she told me that she would take care of him for me and she would watch out for him while I spent some time with family. So not to worry, you know, this needed to be done and I needed to be with family. And so she promised me that she would keep him keep him safe until I returned. So I trusted her to do that. I went to the family outing and basically had a, an anxiety attack on the drive there. <laughs> I, even though I trusted her, I was so worried about him and I was so emotionally affected knowing that his time was really at the end. But um, when I came home, he had curled into a corner. You know how sometimes pets go to a certain place when they're getting ready to cross. So I had to kind of remove him from that area. I wanted him to be on my bed while he slept that night. So I put him there and unfortunately, you know, things deteriorated from there. He pretty much lost all body functions and and it just got it just got worse from there so again my grandmother came to me and told me that you know this was the time and that I was trying to communicate with him but I was so emotional it was hard so the next day I um I brought him to the vet and we compassionately put him out of his misery um his breathing you know they did an exam his breathing was so labored it was so tough for him and um he was in distress and that's I didn't want that I wanted it to be as humane as possible for him so I had given him a good life and I had trust me I I had done everything I possibly could for him um and the vet said that you know he looked really healthy aside from that so talking to my grandmother again um she told me everything was going to be all right I I closed my eyes and basically what happened is I crossed him over the Rainbow Bridge. I don't know if anybody's familiar with the Rainbow Bridge, but if you are, I'm going to tell you this is the poem. It's inspired by a North Norse legend. It says, by the edge of a woods at the foot of a hill is a lush green meadow where time stands still, where the friends of man and women do run when their time on earth is over and done. For here between this world and the next is a place where each beloved creature finds rest. On this golden land they wait and they play till the rainbow bridge they cross over one day. No more do they suffer in pain or in sadness, for here they are whole, their lives filled with gladness. Their limbs are restored, their health renewed, their bodies have healed with strength imbued. They romp through the grass without even a care until one day they start and sniff at the air. All ears prick forward, eyes dart front and back, then all of a sudden one breaks from the pack. For just at that instant, their eyes have met together again, both person and pet. So they run to each other, these friends from long past. The time of their parting is over at last. The sadness they felt while they were apart has turned into joy once more in each heart. They embrace with a love that will last forever, and then side by side they cross over together. So the Rainbow Bridge is where all usually where all animals go. My vet was really, really nice, and um, they even took paw prints and gave me a little plaque with the Rainbow Bridge, which basically the cat had been my daughter, so I passed that along to her. And the story really tells, of, you know, the story of the Rainbow Bridge is really, it's a green meadow located on this side of heaven. It's really before we enter, before we enter heaven, and it's the name of both the meadow and the adjoining bridge connecting it to heaven. So a, 
according to the story, when a pet dies, it goes to that meadow, having been restored to its, you know, no pain, free of any injuries, perfect health. And they can run and play and do whatever they're doing there with unlimited supply of water, food, sunshine, everything, you know, that makes them happy, everything that just gives them peace and joy, no pain, you know, and, and they can look down upon their loved ones and just kind of, even though they miss their owners and they left behind, they can still see them. So then when the owner passes, they come across the rainbow bridge. And it's that it's at that moment when the pet stops, they kind of sniff around, smell the air, and they look in the distance to see their, their person that they love coming over to them. And so excited, they run as fast as they can until they're in their owner's arms. They, they jump in their arms, they lick their face, you know, do whatever it is that their pet does. And so their pet who was absent on earth, but really never left their heart, they're kind of, they're united again. So then side by side, they cross the rainbow bridge together into heaven, never to be, and never again to be separated. So basically it gave me a lot of peace to, to know that that's where he was going. And I'm fortunate enough in the work that I do to know that death never separates us from love, even with pets. So although I might've been grieving, I was really fortunate to still feel his presence around me, even that same night. So to continue with the story, my daughter didn't want me to be alone for dinner that night. So her and her family took me out to eat and we're in the restaurant and, um, we are, we're just talking about nothing to do with the pet either. We were just talking in general. And all of a sudden, I smell this intense cigarette smoke. And I'm looking around saying, hey, I thought this was a non-smoking restaurant. And my son-in-law says, yeah, no, it is. And uh, nobody could smell, nobody could smell it but me. So then my daughter says to me, well, didn't your meme smoke cigarettes? And um, it took me a few minutes. I yeah, she did actually. So again, my grandmother, my meme, was coming to me that night as confirmation to let me know that she was definitely around and she was definitely helping out, taking care of and, you know, watching over him. That was confirmation for me that she had received him on the other side. Even though I had talked to her that day when it happened and she told me that she would, her coming to me with a scent and letting me know that she was there definitely gave me that confirmation and that contentment, that contented feeling. So later that night, I was doing some work on the computer and I was sitting cross-legged on the bed and my um, my other cat Midnight jumped up on the bed and he's very verbal too. He communicates with my grandmother all the time. He meows like crazy. I, I went to a psychic years ago who told me that every time, or psychic medium, who told me that every time my grandmother was around, she was communicating with him and she said, do you ever find that your cat just meows for no reason out of the blue, you know, like multiple times. And I said, yeah, that happens all the time. And she said, well, your grandmother's there and uh, he's talking to your grandmother. He's having a conversation with her. So now, and again, it gives me a great comfort to know that that's what's happening. So that being said, <laughs> so I'm sitting there doing the work and midnight comes up and he starts meowing and doing, you know, doing his talking. And I figure he's having a conversation then the next thing I know, he lays down, he settles down on the bed, and he's pretty quiet. And he bolts up, just bolts upright all of a sudden. And he starts staring at the wall above me. And his head is kind of like looking like a bobblehead. You know, he's like all over the place. And he's basically letting me know, again, that my grandmother 
was, I'm assuming it's my grandmother, either that or Cece had already made his appearance and let us know that he was there and that he was okay. And I wasn't sure if pets could come through that quickly, but Sonia just said that they can. So it's good to know that that's confirmation that regardless, either my grandmother had him in her arms and she was taking care of him for me on the other side, or he was there letting me know he was safe and feeling better and there was no more pain anymore. So that's really all that, um, that's the most important thing is to know that the cat no longer was suffering because again, I am very compassionate very humane and I definitely don't want to, didn't want to take any chances at all with him as far as having him be in any pain. And as soon as that became an issue, it was, it was time to, um, help him on the other side, but I am going to try some of these, these, um, excuse me, these, this advice that she gave about talking to the cat and letting him, letting the midnight know now that I'm home, I'm going to let him know where I'm, when I'm coming and going and I'm going to speak to him and try to communicate with him that way. It's a, uh, it's very interesting. I had just lent her book. I have that book that she wrote, um, the one about the cats and it's, um, the pet psychic, what animals tell me cat talk. And that one is, um, <laughs> Again, I tried this a long time ago and I wasn't very successful. I just recently lent it to a friend of mine. So it's interestingly enough that this is all happening all at the same time. And uh, I think that Cece's also trying to give me a message because we ended up with a mouse in my house uh, just a few days after he passed. And uh, I think he's trying to tell me something. So I'm going to look up the totem of what mouse is, try to figure out what he's trying to get message across to me. But I do, I do know that he's He's content on the other side now, and that puts me at great ease. So I would like to, excuse me, I would like to say that next week on the show, we are going to have, um, it's the 4th of July, so we won't be here for a live show. There'll be a, a rebroadcast, I believe, of um, one of the shows that I've done in the past. And again, I would like to take the time to say thank you so much for Sonia to be part of the show today and to come on and uh, impart all this wisdom about animal communication. And stay tuned. Come back with me for um, the following week after July 4th. I'd love to hear from you. Anybody have any questions, please write or send me comments anytime you want. www.lisawillette.com is my website or lisawillette at comcast.net. You can email me. Have a great weekend, everybody, and happy 4th of July next week. Thank you for listening to Empowering Your Soul. Please be sure to join Lisa Willette for another engaging program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, stop feeling imprisoned and start being empowered. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.